Welcome to C Speaks. That's me, where C, I, finally speak out on what God has placed on my heart. Here, a safe space is created where we discuss living for God and its highs and lows, mental health, holistic health encompassing hormonal health and gut issues, lifestyle changes as we grow into adulthood, and we get real about love life. We talk about the things the Christian community tends to shy away from, such as sex and celibacy, lust, lustful actions and thoughts, singleness, and how sometimes living for God is extremely hard, and most importantly, purposeful living. This podcast has four different series, Living for God, Navigating Life, Holistic Health, and Understanding the Holy Spirit. All right, y'all, so it's been a while, but we are back with another episode. And this episode, we're going to be talking about emotional submission. And I'm not talking about submitting to no man. I'm not talking about submitting to no woman. I'm talking about submitting your emotions to the Lord. And I know that sounds weird for some, familiar to some maybe, but we got to understand that once we receive Christ, meaning once you receive salvation and you say, okay, God, my life is yours. I'm choosing you. I'm choosing to do life with you. You now have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. When Jesus died on the cross, he died and resurrected again. We would receive the helper. The helper is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our way to communicate with the Lord. It is our way to understand spiritual things and be more like God. It is our way of being God's child. A child is recognized as someone's child because they have ways like their parent. They have, they may act like their parent in certain ways. They may like certain things their parent likes. And so once we accept Jesus and receive the Holy Spirit, we are made more like Christ. We are made more like God because we now have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. And we need to understand what exactly this means. It means that when we are feeling angry, when we are feeling down or sad or depressed or fearful or worried, we do not have to stay there. We can call on the Holy Spirit. We can use the tools that God's given us, such as his word, to renew our minds, to think more like Christ, to act more like Christ, to respond more like Christ. And our emotions no longer have to control us. It no longer has to control our responses because we now have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. So for the past couple of days, I have been walking around, moping around, like Jesus didn't die on the cross for me. And this is something that I speak on a lot to other people that we need to stop walking around like Jesus didn't actually die on the cross for us. you know, uh, but it's easier said than done. And when it comes to submitting your emotions to God, it starts with acknowledging that you can. We serve a God that has emotions. Our God is a God with feelings. He humbled himself and came to this earth in the form of a human. He experienced human emotion, both in the form of a man and as God himself. God is an emotional God. We see that both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, he was grieved. He was angry. He had wrath when it came to the Israelites and when the Israelites would turn against him or walk away from him. It angered him. He's a jealous God. He wants to be the only God in your life. When we look at Jesus, we see how Jesus wept. Jesus had compassion for the people that 
he taught to and performed miracles on. And so looking at the character of our God, we're able to not only understand that God is a God with emotions, but we can feel that God can relate to us. And when we're able to relate, we're able to connect. I know that God came to earth as a man so that he could connect with us, so that he could have relationship with us, so that he could understand us or rather show that he understands us. And that's the great thing about God. He's a God of relationship. So now that we know we serve a God that understands us and can relate to us, the question still stands of how we can practically go about life submitting our emotions to God, not being led by our feelings, not being led by our emotions, but rather being led by the spirit of God that's living in us. The first step would be to ensure the spirit of God is living in you, which would be to receive salvation. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross and rose again on the third day, you shall be saved. So first receive salvation, receive the Holy Spirit, and then A practical way that we can submit our emotions to God is to think before we speak. In thinking, this allows us time to check in with God. When you feel yourself feeling any way that you may recognize or think to yourself, "Mm, I don't think this is a Christ-like way of thinking or feeling or responding. Let me speak to God. What I do when I'm feeling irritated, for example, which is a form of anger, but we'll go into irritated. When I'm feeling irritated, recently I've gone to God with that feeling rather than reacting off of it. For example, if my boyfriend does something that irritates me, I'll say, God, this really irritated me. I'm really irritated right now. Help me to show the same grace that you show me. Give me your eyes. Give me your heart. Allow me to feel for him the way that you would feel for him in the situation. And in that moment, I just feel an overwhelming peace, an overwhelming soundness of the mind, because in that moment, I've chosen to submit my emotions to God rather than allow my emotions to lead me. This approach that I'm giving to emotional submission is biblical. 2 Corinthians 10.5, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. This is saying, no, I'm not going to feel that. Not even just with anger, with worry, with anxiety, with fear, with doubt about who and whose you are in Christ. You have the authority with the Holy Spirit living in you to say, no, I'm not going to feel that. I'm going to take this thought captive and bring it to Christ. And I'm going to replace that thought. I'm going to replace this feeling with the things that God speaks over me. For example, the past couple of days, I've been allowing anxiety to take over me. And I was feeling anxious because of my probationary period at my job. I thought I was going to fail it and I thought I was going to get fired. And so every single day, I was anxious. I was moping around and depressed and walking around like God didn't intentionally place me in this position, which he did. Right now, I am living out a prophecy. I am living out something God told me I was going to be living in three years ago. Three years ago, he told me that I would be at this job and now I'm at this job and I was feeling like a failure. But we need to realize that God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. 
And going back to what I said about casting down those thoughts or those feelings that are not of God and replacing them with what the, the word says, this is why it's so important to memorize scripture. When I was feeling doubtful of myself, when I was feeling unworthy, unqualified, what I should have been doing was speaking the scripture over myself. Romans 8, 28 through 30. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. When it comes to the things that God says about us, it's not a matter of just repeating it over and over again. It's a matter of actually believing it. Do you actually believe what God says about you? Do you actually believe that when Jesus died on the cross, he took every single burden for you so that you would not have to carry it? Do you actually believe that? And this is a question I'm asking myself right now. And I can honestly sit here and tell you, no, no, I don't believe it because I am walking around acting like I don't, responding like I don't, in my feelings like I don't believe that. And if this is you, if you actually don't believe it, but you want to believe it, then go to God with that. Again, God is a God of emotion. We can be vulnerable with God. Go to God and say, God, you know what? I don't think I actually believe you did this for me. I don't think I actually believe your word is true. Help me to believe that. Help my disbelief, God. Help me to understand what it is you want me to understand. Help me to live in the freedom you've given me once you died on the cross for me. These are all practical ways that we can begin to live a life led by the spirit and not our emotions. Because Truthfully, living by your emotions feels like bondage. I had an offense problem. Offense was my problem. I would get offended over everything. And it got to the point where, look, I don't want to feel like this anymore. Because if somebody can offend you, if you are a person that can be easily offended, that means you are a person that can be controlled. Why do you want to be a person that can be controlled? I don't want to be a person that can be controlled. The only person that I want to control me is God, the Holy Spirit. And even with that, God doesn't control us. No one has control over you. No one should have control over you. God doesn't control us. God allows us to choose him. The same way God allows us to choose him, he allows us to choose anger. He allows us to choose depression. He allows us to choose whatever we want to choose. He gives us free will. And knowing that you have the choice, what are you going to choose? Are you going to choose the emotional stability, the emotional freedom that God gives us, that God gave us when he died on the cross for us? Or are you going to choose bondage? Are you going to choose to react, to be offended? by other people, other people that cannot fulfill God-given expectations. The reason that I used to get so offended so t- sometimes, and I use the word used to because that's something that I will declare in Jesus' name I've overcome, 
But the reason that I would get offended so much is because I was holding these expectations of people that only God could meet. And I went to God and I said, God, is this not Christ-like? Like, shouldn't I be able to have these expectations of my mom or of my boyfriend or of my best friend like people in my life that have titles at least shouldn't i have shouldn't i be able to have these expectations during the period of time i was seeking god on that psalms 118:8 would continuously replay in my head and if you haven't already go listen to my episode on hearing the voice of god this is one of the ways god can speak to us through scripture so Psalms 118 was replaying, Psalms 118.8 was replaying in my head. It is, it says, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. And I said, God, okay, but this is not answering my question. I need you to directly answer my question. And eventually... The Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, place expectations on no one but me. I am the only good one in this world. Once you receive my spirit, then and only then can you take on my fruit. But it is only if you listen to my spirit and your heart is unhardened. To revel in quick anger when someone doesn't meet an expectation only I can meet is to be ignorant to the fact that the attributes of my spirit do not come natural to you or anyone else on this earth. Hence why it is called the Holy Spirit. Yes, it makes sense to expect a child of mine to act in the ways of me, but do not be surprised or disappointed when they don't or when they fall short. Because simply they aren't me. Release your expectations to me. Only hope in me. After God spoke that to me, it allowed me to see people differently. To see the people in my life that I once placed expectations on differently. Differently by now having a gracious mindset. I now approach situations with grace. Because I realize that none of us are inherently good. None of us can fulfill a God-given expectation. None of us can meet the standard. Because we weren't created to. That's why we need God. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The reason it is called the fruit, and this is something I've said before, but I'll say it again. The reason it is called the fruit is because we can only produce it when we have the Holy Spirit. So if someone does not have the Holy Spirit, don't expect them to be able to do this, period. And if they do, if you know they're a child of God, and for some reason they're treating you badly, or they make you angry, or irritated, or frustrated, know that even when we have the Holy Spirit, we have the free will and the choice to not choose the spirit and sometimes we get weak we fall to our nature our flesh and we don't choose the spirit but the next time you're facing a situation where someone you know decided not to choose the spirit remember the last time that you decided not to choose the spirit think about why 
Think about where your mindset was. Think about what you were going through or how you were feeling or, you know, think about where you fell short and see them as a sister, a brother who is not God, ultimately is not God. And this is not an excuse for people, but this is rather a way to allow us to have emotional control, which is approaching situations, approaching people of significance in our lives that we hold to expectations with grace. And when we approach it with grace, when we understand that only through the power of the Holy Spirit can they meet these expectations that only God can meet, we understand that to fall short is inevitable. And rather than beating them up for it, getting mad at them, getting sad, depressed, we can choose to show grace. Next time you're facing a situation where you want to act out of your emotions or you are feeling emotional about a life situation, what you're going through, choose to submit your emotions to God. Cast down every thought that is not of God. Bring it to the Lord. Replace those thoughts with the thoughts of God, with his word. Memorize scripture. It is a tool. It is a resource for you. And embody the grace of God, the same grace that he shows us. Give that to others and to yourself. Then experience the peace of God. If you enjoyed the episode, don't be shy. Give it a rating. It helps me out. Share it with a friend. Connect with me. Talk to me. Give me your thoughts. I have my details in the podcast episode description. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode. I hope you have a good rest of your day, evening, night, whenever you're listening to this. And I will talk to you next time.